the year was 1990. The Persian Gulf War had just broken out. People were scared. People were nervous. So someone came to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach and he said, Rosh Hashiva, what's going to be? What's going to be with this war? What's going to happen? Now Rosh Hashiva Zalman was not a Navi. We don't have Navim today. He did, however, uh, have a sense of humor. So Rosh Hashiva Zalman said, what's going to be with the war? I'm not sure. But there's one thing that I'm sure of. Next week, we're going to be saying hello. And this year, we're going to be eating meat on Tisha B'Av. Next week was Rosh Chodesh. And that year, Tisha B'Av fell out on Shabbos. On the flip side, there's a story. I've heard um, conflicting reports about who involved, either of Aaron Cutler or the Chafetz Chaim. They were speaking to a, a non-Jew who could potentially help them during difficult times. And they did not speak a common language. But the one they were speaking to was so moved by their purity, their intensity, and their passion that they said, I don't even know what he said, but somebody tell me what he said so I can help him. And the idea that different roles and different personalities can make different meaningful contributions to call Israel is something that goes as far back as our very own of us. The Rambam writes in Ilchas Avodah in very elaborate detail he speaks of how Avram Avinu discovered Hashem, discovered there's God in this world. He inspired others. He battled with others. He debated with others. And he developed a following. And he speaks this out at great length. He also discusses how Yaakov Avinu developed a following, how he developed a family, how he gave over his message. And Yitzchak Avinu, he describes in one line, he learned from Avram Vinu, he gave it over to Yaakov Vinu, he had some followers, that's it. So Yaakov Kamenetsky points out, it seems very strange, why does, why does Yitzchak Avinu get so, uh, so little airtime, so little playing time? Why, uh, why not more attention? And he explains that each of the others exemplified a certain media, and that would explain why uh, it played out this way. So Avram Avinu had the Midah of Chesed. The Midah of Chesed was that he saw the Chesed that Hashem did for us, did for the world, a world full of Chesed, a world full of incredible things that we have. And he, he appreciated Chesed, and that's how he discovered Hashem, that's how he saw Hashem. As someone who appreciated Chesed, he was able to relay that to other people, to share that with other people. So Avram Avinu did Chesed to others, and 
then explained to those people, to whom we did chesed, where chesed comes from. And that, as we know, even to this very day, is a message that resonates with people. Almost a classic cure of rabbi sort of image. It worked then, it works now. Yaakov Avinu, at the Midah of Emes, the Midah of the pursuit of truth. The pursuit of truth is also something that, that people appreciate. Although not everyone, and not the same way, but in a world where honest journalism is a thing of the past, and the supposed honest discourse of college campuses has been exposed for what it really is, we can appreciate that. People appreciate truth. So Avram Avinu and Yaakov Avinu exemplified qualities that gained the following. They were popular. Yitzchak Avinu's Mida was the Mida of Gvura. The Mida of Gvura is the idea that every detail of our personality, every small move that we make, and everything that we have is serious, focused, and dedicated to Hashem. That is a Mida that is not always going to be so popular. But says Ryakov, that doesn't make it any less important. But that's why it was discussed less elaborately, because it made less of a splash. But not only do we appreciate the different midas of the others, because we appreciate that different midas bring different contributions, but the midas of the others are imbued in us. They're part of our DNA. I'm really seeing that right now. We're seeing it today. We're seeing chesed and Kla Yisrael on an unimaginable scale. Whether it's the soldiers all the way on the front lines, whether it's people who are facilitating getting them supplies, gifts, cards, which they, which they uh, appreciate, or even uh, others taking extra time to do extra nice things for them. So we're seeing incredible chesed. That goes all the way back to Avram Avinu. The media of MS is also something that we need to use today. We have people out there, whether it's the political arena, the, uh, the news, the social media, we have people out there fighting for us, fighting for truth. So we're using the media of MS also that we inherited from Yaakov Vino. But not only that, we're also using the media of Gvura. Because this media of Gvura, even though it sounds a little scary at first, it doesn't have to be. In fact, it seems kind of strange. Yitzchak Avinu, who has this intense media of seriousness, din, and gvura, is named Yitzchak, which means to laugh. So why is someone whose media is so serious called laughing? So this first time explains as follows. He says, Yitzchak Avinu cared about one thing. He was worried about one thing. He was worried, is what I'm doing right now, is this Ratzon Hashem, or is it not Ratzon Hashem? And he was concerned with that at every layer of his personality, every fiber of his being. But that was the only thing he cared about. There's an old story about two business partners. One of them was very people savvy. He's very shrewd. The other one was sort of a, a savant, like a, a math genius, but otherwise a little bit out of it. So the shrewd partner took their money, their joint money, 
and invested it in a company that he thought was going to do pretty well. It was called Apple Computers. And it did pretty well. So he came to his more simple-minded partner and said, you're not going to believe it. I took our money. I invested it. The company exploded. We're rich. We never have to worry about money ever again. So the more simple-minded partner said, oh, that's good. One less thing to worry about. But the idea that not having worries and just being able to focus on what's important to us makes us happy, certainly something that resonates with all of us, and explains this fasemis, that's why Yitzchak Avinu, even though he has such a serious midah, is called laughter. How are we applying this midah? How are we applying the midah of Yitzchak Avinu? So there are those out there who are being Maiserevish for us, for Klal Yisrael. Whether they're out fighting on the front lines, whether they're supplying things to people on the front lines, whether they've dropped their whole lives to take care of others, families of, uh, families of soldiers. People are doing real, uh, real Messiris Nefesh in, in the most literal sense. But the truth is that we're all engaging in the Midav Yitzchak Avinu. The Balatanya writes, Yitzchak Avinu is called, in uh, certain terms he's referred to, as Chayfer Beres, the one who dug wells. Why is Yitzchak Avinu called the one who dug wells, of all things? Why is that? Why is that? Why did that make him famous? And explains the Balatanya that Yitzchak Avinu, because he exemplified this mita of taking everything he had, every talent, every detail of his personality, every thought, and, and using it to be Mekadeh Shem Shemayim, so that is, that is um, symbolized by the digging of wells. Because digging wells, you dig all the way to the ground, all the way to the bottom. The deepest, depth, deepest depths of the earth that you can reach. And you're Mekadeh that, L'shem Shemayim. And we're doing that. We're doing that right now. Whether it's adding extra davening, adding extra learning, um, being more careful about Lashon Hara, being more careful to learn Hilcha Shabbos, all these little things that we're doing, but we're contributing that to the, to the, to the war effort. So we're exemplifying this Midav Yitzchak too, in our way. But not only are different personalities and strengths meaningful, even different backgrounds are noteworthy. Rav Shamshul Hirsch writes, why is it that Rivka had a special affinity for Yaakov Vino? Rivka, Yehavah says Yaakov, why? And he explains that Rivka Vino grew up in the home of a Lavan. She'd never seen a kid like this who was so, so sincere, so honest. And she was intrigued. And uh, the Torah goes out of its way to tell us this, to tell us that Rivka Yehavah says Yaakov. So not only do we see that different personalities are meaningful, but even different backgrounds are meaningful. But not only are different personalities and different backgrounds something meaningful, but they're also something that it's extremely important not to overlook. Rav Hirsch writes, he says, it is only with the greatest caution, the greatest care, and the guidance of trained professionals, namely Chazal, that we speak of a mistake of our great of us. But he says that Chazal tell us that Yitzchak and Rivka 
could have raised Esav differently. And he says what happened was, what happened was, that Yaakov and Esav were given the same upbringing, even though they, they were not the same kid. So Yaakov Avinu was built to sit and learn. He was Ishtam Yishayoyahalim. But Esav was not. So for Esav to grow up with the upbringing that's appropriate for someone like Yaakov Avinu didn't work out. So while we say this with caution, we do say it. And the message is clear, that everyone's different, and we have to respect our own personalities, our own differences, and work on ourselves in ways that are appropriate for ourselves. At a time of war, our differences in ways that can be celebrated have really come out. In fact, we really find this going all the way back to Avram Avinu. Zrashi brings that when Avram Avinu went to war, he had a split squad, as we call it. Some people went out to war, and some people stayed back and davened and learned as a schus for the people who were fighting. Avram Avinu did this. David HaMelech did this. And right here, right now, we're pretty much doing the same thing. We have people who are, who are out fighting for us, and we're, we're here learning and davening for them. And not only are we doing that, but even in the specific war efforts, different people are doing different things in ways that their talents come out and their talents have an opportunity to shine. So we're really using this time to harness our different strengths and our different talents. So let's remember that we have different strengths, talents, and abilities. We have those we learn from the others that are part of, our, part of ourselves. We have our own personalities. We should take them seriously. We should use them. And we should see the issue very soon.